Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. They're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Do. Sorry, I had the hiccups in the middle of there. Um, but it's your favorite Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. And it is me, your favorite Doofenshmirtz cosplayer. I couldn't think of anything funny. It's me, Felipe, and I'm not alone. First off, we got what's scarier than a failed math test? Well, the person who fails your math test. It's Will. Will, how are you doing today? Hello. I, I'm known as Will to my friends. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, uh, excited to get the, the math shout out in the episode, but yeah, doing, doing pretty well. Excited to talk about this one. Yes. And we're not alone. As always, we're joined by everyone's favorite book club member, Navi Ball. How are you, Navi? I'm doing all right. I hate daylight savings. I'm still recovering from it to this day. Oh, because you and me, we were being reckless. (laughs) Yeah, well, that too. And just like every year, I'm always uh, terrified. It's better for my mental health, but like, it's it's an adjustment for sure. Like Permanent daylight savings is the move. Exactly. Just just don't switch. Don't ever switch. Just once we're here, leave it here. We're good. Mm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Navi and I were on Clubhouse for me until five in the morning. For Navi until four or two or three. Uh, Four in the morning. Four in the morning, yeah. With Chappelle and Scally and others along the way, so we were just being reckless, staying up late, and then exciting, yeah. But we're here to talk about our second ever two-part episode. Um, one good scare ought to do it, and it's if you don't remember the short version is Isabella has the hiccups, Penny's and Fair build a haunted house to scare them away. Candace wants to flirt with Jeremy, but Susie is a crazy little girl. And Doofinch Mertz is trying to blow up his mentor's private island and Perry the Platypus shows up and shenanigans ensue. That's the, that's the basic summary. Did I miss anything? That's no, pretty think- much it. Yes. Um, so we get things started and Candace is practicing making phone calls to Jeremy on a banana phone. And I know this isn't NGOG. I know this is not IKYDK, mm-hmm. but is this the banana minute here? The banana, <laughs> the banana phone minute. Ring, 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 banana phone. 
did you did you all ever have interesting phones, whether they were toys or real phones that like looked like weird shapes? I feel like we need to bring those back as a Yeah. So my my brother and I in in the room that we shared growing up, we had Which a brother? phone. Uh Sam. Sam. Uh so we had a, a phone that was shaped like Mickey Mouse. Ooh. And and every time the phone would ring and give you like an oh boy, ha, you've got a phone call. Yeah, it was kind of annoying after a while, but it was it was pretty funny in hindsight. My mom likes to complain to this day that when she was sleeping one time and I was a baby, uh, I had this Barney toy that made noise in the like if you squeezed his foot. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the night, she just heard Barney singing "I Love You" like on repeat, and she woke up and she was very annoyed. And to this day, she still complains about that. But that's not a phone. That's just. Um, we had one of those, like, I think they have it in Toy Story, like the rotary phones that on wheels sort of thing. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, and then also lately I've been watching a lot of Drag Race and there was this theme, Yellow. And I thought, you know what would be funny? Because like, you know how people pick up the phone, they're like, Yellow. Um, and mm-hmm. then so it's like a yellow phone and the dress is like the rotary, the, like, the rotating thing. And then the head, there's like a headpiece with the, that, that's what I thought of when I did it. Um, so that, because yellow, and then it would be yellow. That was my idea. Navi, what about you? Any any memorable phones? Yeah, so I don't know if you guys got these, but we would get these scholastic, like, book orders oh, from school. I'm aware. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the items that were on one of those uh, monthly, uh, I guess, flyers or orders or whatever, was a uh, blue star telephone that you could actually use. Uh, but you had to like plug it into like it was a landline so it wasn't like a cell phone or anything and I got one in middle school and I barely used it but I'm glad I have it I'm sure it's somewhere in my mom's house as we speak I will dig it out one of these days when I go to visit yes you must and show it tell for the podcast Um, yes but Linda pops in she's like Candace I'm going to my book club right now please behave um and she leaves the the number um the phone and we go outside and Phineas and Ferb well Phineas is leading a mariachi band um Ferb is involved and he's like the amazing mariachi tree which what was happening here <laughs> I don't know I, I think they're just like trying to give us an, an example of like some other things they could do like some other dumb ideas they thought of that they couldn't devote a full half hour or even a half a half an hour to yeah no that makes sense speaking of phineas i've been sending you i recently followed vincent martella on twitter this man <laughs> someone needs to get him someone needs to get him and get him with the hose because he is uh he uh h-o-m as they say h-o-m yes he very much is this man is thirsty he is lonely thirsty on main yes uh <laughs> yesterday he tweeted i haven't had sex in a year something 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 uh i don't remember the whole thing and I was just like horny loser I think is what he called yes himself. and now I'm a horny loser and I'm like uh Ferb I know what we're not going to do today <laughs> yeah like, I saw please, that. please um but honestly that's a relatable mood uh then Isabella shows up she's like what you do and before she can get it out she hiccups so she tries it again and hiccups again and they just talk about how Isabella has hiccups, but then before we get any further development on that plot, Perry wanders by the trash can because they're like, where's Perry? And Perry jumps into the wrong trash can. Poor Perry, he got, <laughs> speaking of bananas, 
he got an under he got a banana peel on him. Poor Perry, he deserved better, but he jumped in the correct trash can and um he slides down the chute. Major Monogram's like, okay, so Doofenshmirtz was going on this path, this path, this path, and then he disappeared. We have two theories. Dr. Doofenshmirtz is either had the magical elves that he was harvesting and then the angry corn people were upset, or he is on this private island. Actually, he's on this private island. Go here. Um, so what do we think of this uh, this gag with the angry magical elves and the corn people? I think I think it's funny. I, th- I think I, so. So there are there are two plausible theories, and one of them is is like totally implausible. I I, th- I think it adds to the idea that that you know like not only is is Doofenshmirtz sometimes kind of incompetent, but like so are the good guys. Yeah. No, I, I think this episode showed a lot of incompetency along many people. Like. Uh, We'll get Candace always shown as incompetent, especially at the end when she's like yelling about the haunted house and then Baljeet's in the corner, which not fair to my man Baljeet, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, Navi, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I just like how random it was. Like it kind of came out of nowhere. It was a nice uh, sort of divergent from what we're usually used to in this sort of major monogram portion of the episode. Yeah, I feel like this is the point of the show where they're starting to flesh out more character traits, but also these episodes go in production order, right? They're not in air order. So yeah. like they're they're starting to figure out more to do with their characters and even the like secondary and even tertiary characters like major monogram, Carl, uh, Stacy in other episodes. And I think they're figuring out a little bit more. Um, but we get... This is not the first time we get the full theme song, right? We got the we got we got it in a credits of one of okay. the first couple episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, uh, something I noticed, and this this may just be me being weird, but uh, the the version that they played in this episode was like a little bit faster than than the version, at least the version that I used to make the theme song for this. See, I didn't even this notice is, that. This is I- something that I notice on the radio all the time that really bothers me. If I, I if I listen to a song enough, like on Spotify, sometimes they'll they'll play it on the radio just like two percent or five percent faster or something, so they can like fit more songs into an hour. Uh, and and the groove is is like slightly off to where it's uncomfortable, but but it's it's hard to notice. In this case, I noticed it, and it was really. I didn't weird. even notice. The thing I noticed was there was like a quick. They changed the aspect ratios. They went from full to wide to full again really quickly in one shot, mm. in one shot, which kind of threw me off for a second. But I didn't even notice the song. But I know they have like, I think this is the one they use for the Phineas and Ferrer musical special or whatever they do, right? Because I feel yeah. like they, maybe this was the same. They took a lot of the stuff from the credits that was in this one, but. Yeah, that would that would definitely explain the aspect ratio. That, yeah. That, you know, if this was originally made to be a, a a credit scene then you know it's taking up the top part of the screen while the credits are on the bottom so it's it's already in that sort of widescreen aspect ratio yeah I, I didn't notice that on this one yeah i don't think i can listen to that song anymore without hearing well what you doing podcast, what you doing podcast? <laughs> um but i i enjoyed seeing the the regular version out here especially because then i can remember what it actually sounds like instead of the, the our theme song because yeah yeah, um, like, I don't know about you, uh, but there are some Wanda-off songs that I can't hear the original again. Like, my first thought of the Wanda-off, not the, not the original. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. 
Yeah. Uh, like Pat's sweet back. Always remember that. <laughs> back straight. See, it took me a second to get that, but I could have done it with the Pat's sweet back. Um, but anyways, Isabella tells Phineas and Ferb that she's scared of the haunted houses. Meanwhile, Candace calls Jeremy's house. She doesn't realize it's Jeremy's house because it just says the book club and Jeremy picks up and then she's like, ah, 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 yo no habla espanol and hangs up. Um, <laughs> and then she calls again when she gets her bearings. Um, or, oh, no, 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 no. We, that's later. Sorry, some of these, like they do like, like a quick scene and then a quick scene that jumps around a lot this episode. I know. Mm-hmm. They're trying mm-hmm. to spread it out more. Whereas like, if they did this in a normal episode, they would just do the Candace phone calls back to back to like save time. But yeah. Um. Anyways, we go to the private island. Harry gets locked in. Doof vamps. He has a little presentation where he's like, "Oh, so then you're gonna come here. You fly into your little helicopter, and then you get trapped. And then I, I point to this presentation and I tell you about this part of my presentation. And then at the end, and then we see this frame with four different words, like the the three D sort of thing. Um. This reminded me a lot of that uh, um, that meme from Despicable Me when when Gru is like explaining his plan on the on the like whiteboard, and yeah. he he gets to the thing and then he like doesn't realize that it's actually something bad. Yeah, no, I big Despicable Me person at this house, especially the minions. Love the minions. I feel like people are either very pro minions or hate the minions, and it's often more people hate the minions. How do you feel about the minions? Yeah, so in the same way that like Gen Z and millennials fight over over like whether or not to like Eminem, I think I think this is the this is the line between millennials and the older generation of of should I like the minions or not? Oh, I I disagree. I think <laughs> minions have this weird. <laughs> minions have this connotation with like uh, like these these old people Facebook groups where they post mm-hmm. a bunch of memes that are just like shitty out of context quotes but with a picture of a minion on them and it's it's like something like fake inspirational stuff see i don't think i've ever seen these i i, I just think i'm weird and like the minions because i like kids things like I, I like disney movies and stuff like that because i part of me wants to work in them and then part of it is like the world's a piece of shit and then <laughs> the, these are wholesome things but i love the minions i love king bob specifically uh <laughs> in the movie uh what about you navi are you pro or anti-minions so, I haven't watched any of the Despicable Me movies or anything of that sort of franchise. So, I am very out of the loop on them. I do I do know what Will's talking about. I have seen the Minions memes on, like, old people Facebook. So, I always yeah. equated that, oh, old people like them and then, like, little kids like them. I didn't know people our age liked the Minions. I thought I they were multiple pairs haters. of Minion flip-flops because mm-hmm. in Brazil they have, like, fun design flip-flops with their big brand um and then i have star wars flip-flops also i have a lot of flip-flops mm-hmm. um yeah but i don't know the minions are wholesome but no i definitely feel like i'm just weird it's not a gen z thing that they love me i just think i'm weird um but i love the example that will just pulled out with the du- doofus merch and um grew comparison i feel like they're very similar yeah i could definitely i could definitely see that they could be like the same person in a multiverse but like i don't know like different multiversal versions um but he just vamps and he's like this is the hideout of dr destructinator no not destructinator destructicon i believe his name also yeah. known as kevin to his friends 
which mm-hmm. Will referenced earlier. Um, Professor Destructicon, there we go. Professor Destructicon. You should just introduce yourself to colleagues at this point. Um, Sounds like a Transformers character, Destructicon. Really does? I, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I don't, I would not be surprised if Dr. Doofenshmirtz cosplays as this man. Can you talk amongst yourself? I want to Google if we ever get more Dr. Destructicon. I, I looked it up. We get him, uh, we see him in the, the musical episode, the roller okay. coaster, the musical, but that's the only other time. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kevin deserved more screen time, but he tells them that Doofenshmirtz's mentor is Dr. Destructicon, Professor Destructicon. Um, and he wants him to set fire to the private island, uh, but uh, Doofenshmirtz first has to get all his belongings into the airplane because this was also his personal storage facility. He had some weird junk in there, like the basketball, the golf club, which we'll get to later. Um, well, well, first, Professor Destructicon, and you can see where like Doofenshmirtz gets gets a lot of his ideas from uh, because his his whole plan. Where, where Doofenshmirtz wants to take over the tri-state area, Professor Destructicon always wanted to, to uh, set the sun on fire. Set fire to the sun. Yeah. I was howling. <laughs> and Doofenshmirtz even like called him out. He's like, that's a weird idea. Like, it's, all, it's a ball of fire on the... But we... Maybe that's where he gets all his weird ideas from. Yeah, I mean, I mean it definitely makes sense that, you know, like some people he, he learned from the best. Or the worst. I don't, I don't know. He yeah. learned from somebody. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he maybe needs to, like, put in a complaint at his college where he interned at this company and get a better mentor. Uh, but then we go back to Candace, who's on the phone. She, she got her bearings. She's going to call Jeremy again. And we get Susie, who picks up. And Susie's very sweet. And later, I feel like she develops into a more evil character, even after this episode. But she's very sweet. And she's just like, um, yeah, Candace. Um, just remember, I'm gonna be Jeremy's favorite girl. That's not my su- that's no, my Susie impression, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Emma's not a big fan of Susie. I, Susie girl of me, she's horrible. <laughs> but uh, Susie, Susie, the she's manipulative. She's evil. This girl is evil. E v i l g i r l. Yes, honestly, characters like Susie are the reason why I don't really want kids. So <laughs> she's just like she doesn't know how to show her love to Jeremy. I think that's her big issue. Yeah, it's like very Game of Thrones esque, where it like borders on like you know a bit too far. If you get what I'm saying? No, I get I what you're saying. She, yeah, I don't, I don't. She's just like, how old is this girl? She seems five, right? I don't know. She's just teeny. Like Jeremy is able to hold her in his arms like very easily. So I don't know what her exact yeah. age is, but it's very, very creepy. It's the switch uh-huh. that does it for me. Like the she can be so nice to Jeremy, and then it's like the infant voice like stresses me out when she does that switch because then we know her true colors. Like characters like her. Like it's one thing where it's Megan, and we know uh-huh. that like she's just messing mm-hmm. with people on Jake and Josh, but like. This is like she's she's has two different distinct characters that she shows to some people, and just like those are the people that scare me, like where they can just like flip it on like that. She kind of reminds me of like a Chucky doll. Ooh, <laughs> I can I can get that. Um, but I'm curious. I honestly, if they ever devolve into Phineas and Ferb side spinoffs, I would like to see the story of Buford and Susie. 
like I want some more backstory to that lore. Why Buford's so afraid of her? Yeah. Um, Team Buford always. But uh, this 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 phone call is is exactly why. So earlier in the episode, when when Candace is is on her banana phone, uh, she's got a book that's got like a whole list of like reasons why she could be calling. Oh, I want to show you. And then on the next page, it's photo. got like a whole a whole list of like opening lines. This is this is revolutionary. I feel like I need this in in twenty twenty one. Did you all see that as, she had the word memes on her wall? I did. Yeah, I, I screenshotted it. I'll send it to our Discord chat. Uh, as but as as a millennial myself who is who is frightened of talking on the phone, um, there are plenty of times where like if I'm about to make a phone call, I will like write down ahead of time what I'm gonna say on this phone call. Uh, Candace Candace is ahead of the game in my opinion. I, I yeah. uh, shouts to her for that. I feel this. Very much so, especially with like Zoom or phone interviews. Like when I'm just talking with my friends, like with Navi on Clubhouse the other day, I'm not as anxious. Like sometimes I'm like annoyed that I put my foot in my mouth and like embarrass myself because I sound like a weirdo. But otherwise, like I'm usually good with those. But with Zoom or phone interviews, I like practice. I'm like, okay, I'll have this thing to say or this thing to say if this comes up. And then they'll throw like a curveball and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not prepared. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, what about you, Navi? Yeah, so I especially do this for when I leave voicemail so that I remember, okay, this is the information that I have to send. Oh yeah, also remember to give your phone number and your name. Uh, as for like, I, I do a lot of calls for my job because uh, a lot of it is just doing like phone interviews at this point. So I think I've got that down pat to where I don't need to prepare for that but definitely in the beginning I would have like a list of notes being like okay touch on these points and then I I get them and then it's good to go but that's about it for me after you said that uh first uh I don't know about YouTube but with Rob as a podcast specifically I would often like record a voicemail and then there was I did it on that speak pipe thing so then I could always Mm -hmm. then I write down my things and then have kind of like the bullet notes of what I wanted to hit and then I'd redo the voicemail even a few times if I had to. And oftentimes, like, I, there were a lot of episodes that I would just leave one voicemail and I'd get it on the show because I think that's part of it, like, just because I, like, felt like it was prepared and stuff. But um, that's something that I practice. That's just kind of embarrassing. Like, I practice recording voicemails for Rob as a podcast questions. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then second, Navi, one day you just have to call me, cold call me, somehow block your number from showing up on my phone so I don't <laughs> a voice modulator and do a mock interview with me but then i'll probably know it's you i don't know that's a that's okay. an progress because if you if yeah. you love cold calling people do yeah it. we can figure that out yeah um but anyways uh yeah susie's just scary because she has that on and off switch um mm-hmm. but jeremy invites candace to hang out uh after all this Meanwhile, we go back to Doofenshmirtz. We had to go a long time without checking in with Phineas and Ferb. Did anyone else catch that? Yeah, so we we see them. Uh, so right before Candace wants to bust them, they they come up with this idea, and Phineas is you know hyping up all the stuff that's going to be in the haunted house, and and Candace is like, uh, the only way you're going to make a haunted house is over my dead body. Yeah, uh, and I laughed very loud whenever Phineas gets this very creepy voice. And he's like, "That's the idea." Yeah, no, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm just surprised that we don't check in with them a ton in this. Like, I think we get them a lot at the end, but throughout mm-hmm. the most of, in the meat of the episode, it just pings pongs between 
Candace and Doof, their story mm-hmm. is a lot, um, which is like something we've discussed that the Phineas and Ferb storyline is usually probably three out of three in most episodes. Which, for me, not to spoil anything, this was my favorite storyline of the episode was the Phineas and Ferb stuff. The the uh, Perry and Doof stuff was was uh, kind of lacking in my opinion. Yeah, no. In terms of what what it usually is, what it could be, I I really like the Phineas and Ferb stuff. I don't know if I. 100% I need to sit with that for a second but um, I don't know where I'm going with this other than the fact that maybe this episode could have been a one-parter yeah I, I can see that they, like it's not like it's about time I feel like that one hit more with all the parts whereas mm-hmm. this one I feel like they could have con- consolidated it um, but we'll, we'll we'll get to that in the episode rankings um, meanwhile before we check in with Phineas and Ferb uh, Doof Mishmer's is trying to get all his stuff on the airplane, but he lost his keys. And it's Perry the platypus sees them. They're right next to him, and he just puts his little webbed toe over it and slides it to him. And that's just setting up for when we check in with them next. Um, so Candace looks for clothes. Did anyone write down what she said her aesthetic was? I feel did like I ever? I did. Uh, so this this was also a line in the song. Yeah. Uh, but she she was like trying to decide what the best look uh, for Jeremy was, even though like he sees her in regular clothes all the time. I, I feel like that probably would have been fine. Um, but the aesthetic she was going for was the the girl next door who's a pop diva by day and Hollywood bad girl by night, crossed with an old school glamour goddess. Yeah, I definitely got old school from that. Outfit. Yeah, definitely very like seventies. Uh, Mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of hippie stuff going on very much so and I love the line in the song which we'll get to in a minute but when they say that line and she gets very annoyed she like breaks the fourth wall gives the like Jim Halpert look where it's like oh mm-hmm. my god um, but we, we get that uh, meanwhile she's like this is the line you mentioned earlier Phineas and Ferber building the haunted house and Candace like over my dead body are you building this um, right because then she also we get the thing where we see Candace doing her own thing in the house and Phineas and Ferb in the background just like bringing supplies back and forth outside the mm-hmm. window. That's yeah. like a gag they go to a lot. Um, but Phineas and Ferb tell Isabella to control the haunted house by the electronic organ outside and says it's time to scare you, Isabella. Uh, but we before we do that, we have to go back to Doofenshmirtz where he searches for the couch cushions for the keys and is like pair the platypus do you know where it is and he's like yes and he's like i'm gonna ask you only nicely and then he just we cut to him begging and then the countdown like different gags here um where's some have you ever lost something and it was right like do you have any similar stories like what's the thing that you lose often my glasses yeah when i wear I my was glasses, I lose them too mm-hmm. um yeah, i i think it's impossible for me to lose my glasses just because i i have uh such a bad prescription that i like i have to know where they are at every and, and, and i'm very I'm very velma uh yeah. that uh if, if i don't have my glasses on i cannot see anything speaking of velma for our podcast listeners will has the scooby-doo shaggy chase sequence with the doors as his background today instead of the mm-hmm. incorporated because yeah there, there's a there's a bit in this episode where where Candace has has a similar running through uh, a hallway of six doors that looks exactly like this uh, that that uh, reminded me of this. So this no, absolutely. It's even uh, referenced in the 
Phineas and Ferb wiki. Um, yeah, let me just pull that up. Meanwhile, so glasses, anything else? Do you ever lose your keys? I feel like I'm good at not losing my keys or my wallet, but I did just want to go back to the Minions. I did lose my debit card at the Minion gift shop in oh, no. Hollywood last year. No, I, I have a good, uh, uh, I guess you'd call it like a, like a five-pat system. I have five things that I carry on me all the Wait, time. Wait, can I guess? Sure, go for it. Phone, wallet, yeah. key. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you counting your keys separate from your house keys and your car keys? No, no, the keys okay. are one thing. Do glasses count? No, the, those are on my face. Headphones? Yes. And, Nari, help me out here. What's the last thing? What do I usually have? Key. I have keys, I have headphones. Those are like the four that I have usually. Inhaler, key. maybe? I carry my char- my phone charger with me. Everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, that one's maybe a bit excessive, but... No, but sometimes I, I do never, too. I never want to be stuck anywhere with, with my phone dead, so I always carry a yeah. charger with me. No, I guess like, now it's... I guess now battery, it's, do you have those, like, Mophie battery packs with you always? Uh, I don't, but uh, that'd be nice if I did. Mm-hmm. That'd be, like, a sixth thing, or I guess a seventh thing now. now since since the past year or so, I keep, I keep hand sanitizer as the sixth thing. Yeah. <laughs> No, so I, when I worked at the restaurant and then when I was at school, sometimes I'd have it in my backpack, a phone charger. Um, and then when I was in LA, I had a car charger. So then like, I just wouldn't use my phone that much. And like, I don't know, it's for lunch. So even if it died at lunch, cause I have an old phone, so it dies quickly. Even if it got down to 20%, like I'd be good. Cause the, the car is in the parking lot in the office, but uh, I love a good car charger because then it juices everything up by the time you get home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Navi, do you have do you have uh, any items that I can guess or no? Uh, I mean, I I have like these wallet phone cases. So like I have like my debit card and like my license in there. So it's like a two for one deal. Yeah. And then I have. So if my- someone steals your phone, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I am. But you know what? Whatever. I. <laughs> whatever. Who's gonna steal your phone these days in this economy? Exactly. Yeah, I, I just have like my phone uh, slash wallet, my keys, and then I either have like a water bottle or like a, a travel mug because yeah. I like to be with me at all times, but that's about it. Yeah. No, I don't like that. carrying purses. I know like a lot of women carry like a purse or a bag and that's never been my thing. Um, it's yeah. part of the reason why I wear sweats all the time because they actually have like decent pockets as opposed to jeans where like we don't get pockets at all at least for women i don't know hate jeans because this is unrelated but then like when you put things in your pocket they just like change the dimension of the leg yeah yeah (laughs) just uncomfortable like i just hate jeans we need to abolish jeans and make everyone wear sweat jeans or whatever like (laughs) sweat jeans (laughs) yeah i get the jeans that have like the like the natural stretch in them those are those are exactly um but candace dresses up jeans i would say they're jeans or they're like some sort of pant aloons um so she she ends up going and biking and it's the it's candace song it's different from she's candace from the previous yeah it's it very confusing the, the, the song is called it's candace yeah she's candace. um gotta say these these songs i remembered the visuals of the halloween one but mm-hmm. i feel like these songs are going to be lower on my list than previous mm-hmm that we've hit lately um but we get the it's kind of song as she arrives at jeremy's house she's very happy and Susie unleashes that dog 
Dan turns on the sprinklers. Candace falls in the mud as the dog is biting her. And just in time, uh, Jeremy shows up. It's like, oh, Candace. Yeah. Are poodles that aggressive? I never got that vibe from them. When they're like, trained to be, I guess. Was the I poodle guess. in Oliver and Company aggressive or was she a friend? Oh, I don't know. It it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I I think the poodle was the was owned by I think the poodle was mean, but then the other dogs were nice. Also, okay. Oliver and Company has some bangers. I'm just gonna say that's Billy Joel. Billy Joel, and then has the Streets of Gold song. I remember. Give me a second. I know who sings it. Streets of Gold. Gold. Who sings that? Uh, Oliver and Company. Ruth Pointer from the Pointer Sisters, I believe. Mm, okay. Yeah. These are streets of gold. Sorry. Um, sung by Rita in character. Uh, but yeah, so we got that. Oliver and Company, everyone should listen to the soundtrack. Some bangers in there. Um, also, Joey Lawrence is in there from Celebrity <laughs> Bill. Uh, you think that's on Disney Plus? I'm going to check if that's on Disney Plus. I'm pretty uh, sure it's on Disney Plus. It's a Disney movie. I would assume it's there unless there's like some rights issues because I know some movies are still on Netflix. Um, here I'll check it for you. Yeah, it's here. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, I was I was doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what Will's gonna watch tonight after his meeting. Maybe. Yeah. Some Maybe. bangers in there. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, but we get to the song, and not as much of a banger. So Isabella enters the haunted house. And then we get another song, One Good Scare Ought to Do It, name of the title of the episode. Um, and they go around and see the different spooky things. And uh, we see Baljeet, his scare, the thing that scares him the most, a failed math test, which, go ahead. This is a, it's a funny line because, so Phineas tells him to like dress up as scary things and Baljeet's dressed up as a scary failed math test. And they're like, failed math test, that's not that scary. And then they, they run away, and Baljeet's like, you can run, but it won't be to the college of your choice. <laughs> Baljeet. Navi, what did you think of this costume? And then also we can get to Buford's costume, Susie as well. What did you think of these two? Yeah, so it's very on point for Baljeet to have the failed test. Uh, the amount of times my brother and I would mess with my mom and be like, oh my God, we failed the test. And she'd be like, oh my God. And then we'd be like, just kidding. And she'd be like, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, failed math tests are yeah, scary. They are scary, especially as someone like who as you uh, does not like scary. math. Yeah. Um, I hated math. Math ruined my GPA in college. <laughs> Both calc and stats, but... Uh, Will loves it. I won't tell him that to his face. Oh, <laughs> even, even I'm afraid of a failed math test. Yes, but you're the one who gives them out. Well, I, I'm still taking some some tests. And yeah, one more test. Sure. One more test I have to pass before before they let me like continue on. And I have two more chances to pass this test. If I fail this test twice, they won't let me get a degree. So that's scary. That is scary. But you're also the one who <laughs> fails people's math tests for the undergrads. Actually, I I gave out a test last week. Uh, and and I, I don't think this violates FERPA. If this violates FERPA, we'll cut it from the podcast. Uh, but I gave out a test last week, and no one failed. Uh, everyone passed. It was a good test. I was happy. Good Allegedly, job. I'll just I'll, I'll, all of this is is alleged. Uh, yeah, just tell me after if you want me to cut it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so what did we think of Buford dressed up as Susie? That's the other gag because we had just met Susie, and then I love that we get this like extra layer of character. We already think she's a little 
scary to be around. But then Buford, who's the bully of the class, is scared of Susie. Like, we know this girl's intense. Yeah, I like how he really committed to the outfit. Like, he had the wig and, like, the style and everything. Uh, mm. Good on you, Buford. Yeah, yeah. The, the first thing I have in, in my Candace Gaslight watch for the week is just all caps, the word Susie Johnson. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I thought that maybe this week needs to also be the, the Buford Gaslight watch. Buford dress up, dresses up as Susie and says, says you know, this, this girl's scary. She gives me the willies. And Phoebe uh, does not listen. Yeah, he's like, little Susie Johnson gives you the willies? And he's like, yeah. doesn't believe her. Phineas, go focus on your year of um, abstinence instead of bothering <laughs> poor Buford for what he's <laughs> um, But yeah, no, and then the Fireside Girls, we'll see them later, but they dress up as this like dinosaur sort of thing um, at the entrance. Uh, that's what they dress up as. Uh, but we get Isabella, she still has the hiccups after the whole song. Um, meanwhile, Candace arrives home after her, like, not a walk of shame because there was nothing to be shamed about but she's like definitely upset with how the things went at jeremy's house and then she enters the haunted house she's like phineas what are you doing and then we get that set up uh then doofenshmirtz sets perry free and perry the platypus just lifts up his leg unveils the keys and doofenshmirtz like well thank you Perry the platypus i'll see you next time and he gets into the helicopter um and then he's flying away he's like okay let me just make sure i got everything i got my basketball I got this other thing. I got Perry the platypus. I got the disruptinator. Disintegrator. Disintevaporator. I had that, but it was just a hard word to read. Um, I have the golf club. Wait, I have Perry the platypus. I have the disintevaporator. I have a golf club? I don't even play golf. (laughs) That was the visual, the like joke around there. Um, Meanwhile, Perry... And Doofenshmirtz get in a fight. Uh, Doofenshmirtz throws Perry out the window using a set of Christmas lights, but then Perry unravels them and hangs onto the plane using the Christmas lights, which will come back later. Um, Candace gets the hunt. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, my my favorite thing about this fight is is in in the middle of it, Doofenshmirtz is like, time, time, I got a hair stuck in my mouth. Can we pause for a second? (laughs) Everybody hates that, yeah. Like, definitely a, a... thing i did a lot when when i was a kid fighting with my brothers just like yes can we can we pause for a second to catch my breath yeah yeah um i feel like that's in the top five most annoying things that like can get in your mouth a hair i don't yeah, know but well, do you ever me, deal with it, that as a mustached fellow believe me it's rough <laughs> 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 there's there's so many things i've had to transition to eating with with a fork like even even like Certain kind of sandwiches are hard to eat with this mustache. Yeah. Uh, the the list of things that get harder to eat with a mustache only grows as, as the mustache itself does. See, that's part of the um, reason why I don't maintain a beard. Like I do sometimes, but then especially like the quarantine, it's just like when you're eating something and then the crumbs fall into it and then like you shave it and there's like a piece of mm. in your beard. Yeah, the, the worst thing. That doesn't happen a lot, not to scare Navi away. That just happened one time that I was like, I ate, I went to the movies and then the next day I shaved. And then there was like a popcorn kernel that was. <laughs> uh, the the worst thing to try to eat with a beer or with a mustache that I discovered is s'mores. Uh, oh, shortly, a oh, man. It, it it man. Anything it was rough. sticky the roast, or gooey, the, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. It was it was not great. 
I almost said something that I was going to regret, so I'm just going to move. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Candace walks into the haunted house and she gets scared. She gets in everything. Everything chases her. It's kind of like the haunted mansion meets like there's a roller coaster aspect of it because there's the, huh. the, like the turns and stuff that wasn't really like haunted mansion-y, but like the start with like all the different things I feel like are. And then we get our, is this the first appearance of the giant baby head? I think so. I, I still don't understand the giant floating baby head. And Me I guess neither. neither do they. Neither does Phineas. <laughs> but uh, we have a giant floating baby, baby head for some reason. We do, and we'll have it for the um, rest of the show. Yeah, it, it, this is not the only episode that it's in, apparently. <laughs> it's yeah. in quite a few episodes, actually. Yeah, and then we get to like the denouement of the episode. Uh, Phineas is like, we have static electricity, so we're going to do something. I don't really understand. Can someone explain to me what his plan was? With the static electricity? Sorry, I'm, I'm oh, sitting here good. counting how many episodes the giant floating baby head is in. <laughs> it's a lot. While you it's do somewhere that, around 30. While you do that, uh, this episode was written by Bobby Gaylor, who voices Buford, and, uh, or at least the story was by, so I thought that was fun that he gave Buford. Um, sorry. Bobby Gaylor and Martin Olson. Uh, I don't know if he plays anyone. But... Martin Olson is is the father of Olivia Olson, who does the voice uh, of Vanessa Dufresne Smart. Big Olivia Olson fan. Uh, her father is Phineas and Ferb, writer and songwriter Martin Olson. I did not get that. I can see the things. Oh, she was. Oh, that's where I know her. She's in Love Actually. Okay, okay. And the guy who plays Ferb was the was the ginger kid. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. a lot of the fan theories were like they were gonna grow up to be Harry and um, Harry and Meghan. <laughs> that was like a popular meme at the time. Okay. Yeah, she can sing. Um, but yeah, so I, I I'm I think the idea was that the the haunted house is he said it's powered by static electricity. Uh, and it looked like whenever whenever they started gathering more electricity, like the sort of like the spiders were going faster and uh, like every everything about the haunted house was just like doing more yeah uh, so i think that was the idea was was that they really wanted to ramp up all of the all of the scary things to to really try and scare us about that that makes sense point. but then candace finishes her ride she hops off she snaps at these and ferb Isabel is there too, and she's just yelling at them. She's unloading, like, and this baby head, what is this baby head doing here? <laughs> like, um, and then they turn to Isabella and she still has the hiccups even after that. So Candace storms off. Um, she's like, I'm gonna get mom. Uh, the lights snag the house, the Christmas lights. Um, everyone hops out, except for Phineas, he doesn't get out in time. And the fireside girls get into action under Isabella's lead. Meanwhile, Candace tells uh, no, this is later. Sorry. So after, and then they save him, and the house is gone, and then the hiccups are gone as well for Isabella. Then Candace gets Linda over there and says, "Look at this ugly mess that they created." <laughs> <laughs> and Linda's like, "Candace, that isn't very nice, honey." <laughs> and so that that's what happens, and then the house falls. The disintegrate, disintegrator lands on top of it. Candace is like, "Oh, the house is here. I'm gonna go get mom." She goes in, gets Linda. The thing just evaporates, and then Candace pulls Linda outside and says, "It's back, Mom." And Bell Street forgot his lunch. <laughs> forgot his satchel. Yes, his satchel. 
Um, and then at the end, Isabella, uh, I can't read my handwriting. Oh, she tells Finney, uh, Candace about her hiccup story and how she got to spend a whole day with Phineas giving her attention. And Candace pretends to have the hiccups to flirt with Jeremy. Um, and then we close the story. And then Phineas is like, Ferb says something and something about the baby head. And Phineas is like, yeah, what is that doing here? And then we go back mm-hmm. to the credits. One good scare out of do it is the song. Any thoughts on all this stuff that we just threw out there? I'm still baffled. I, I didn't realize that we got the baby head as much as we do. Uh, so it'll definitely be something I'm looking well, out shook. for in the future. Yeah. He is shooketh. I, I, so this, this is a rare episode for me in, in the, like, all of the time, my, my favorite part of the episode is the, the Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Perry part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was like the haunted house was the coolest thing and i i i normally so so i will say normal haunted houses i am i would be terrified of the the haunted house on uh nathan for you uh while very funny <laughs> i would be terrified of um but this one the, the sort of like campy horror like haunted mansion stuff that that i'd find really fun yeah anything too real i any anything where I feel like I might be stabbed? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a big horror person. I do like the Quiet Place and all the Jordan Peele stuff that he does, but I'm not mm-hmm. a horror person otherwise. Unrelated, can we just talk about the fact that I just went to Twitter to kind of try, just preview our questions that we had? Jason Linden had a baby. Oh really? Yeah, I feel like between him and Stephen Fishback, no one announces their babies anymore. Like, which I get them, but I feel like they just say a very very under the radar. Like, well, you, you know, would think people who were on reality television They want, they want, want the babies the, to live a normal life. Fair, but people who were on reality television, you would think that they wanted everyone to know that they had a baby and had something going on with their lives so that they can campaign for a second season on the show. You mean like some, some people who got married this past week? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, what? Who? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get like disinvited from the Coco Caliente podcast, but I can't imagine they're listening to us. Did, so they got yeah, a lot of crossover between the What You Doing and the Coco Caliente podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you have me. I have my nasally voice. Um, we have Navi, who is a Big Brother comp beast. Oh yes, a hundred percent. I would kill all of them. I would return like what three or four times into the house after I'm eliminated. And then Will, who uh, would get into a public Twitter fight with Derek or whatever before she oh, no. she wasn't even around. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so they got married this weekend. I think I'm so. so Tuesday. Tuesday. Right? They and they didn't do anything publicity wise. I feel like that's shocking. I mean, there are pictures out there, and a lot of people were roasting the, I mean, the bridesmaids' choices, like the clothing, and the fact yeah. that they're having a wedding in the middle of COVID while pregnant. It was a mess. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. if I'm seeing it, it's got to be pretty pretty public. I wasn't. I, I just saw one joke. I, I don't keep the up only with thing them I saw was a joke that the Big Brother for Life feeds were down because they all had to go to Nicole and Victor's weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, congratulations from the What You're Doing podcast and yeah. from the Brazilian Dragon podcast to Nicole and Victor Arroyo. I don't know if she's taking his last name. Honestly, Franzel is a great last name. Keep that. Um, but Arroyo is a good last name too. But I feel like Nicole Nicole's the star of the relationship, if we're being completely honest. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I just think it would have been hilarious if Nicole was a two-time Big Brother winner. I just would have <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode of Coco Caliente. We're going to take a quick musical break before <laughs> we get into our feedback and rankings, everyone. Yeah. Who's that girl going down the street? It's Candy. She's the girl next door who's a pop diva by day and a Hollywood bad girl by night crossed with an old school glamour goddess I'd like to meet. It's Candy. And we are back to Coco Caliente, your favorite, oh. your favorite Phoenix and Ferb rewatch podcast. Oh my god, my favorite is Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> are we committing to this at this point? Or are we going whole hog? I don't know that I can do this at whole cliff hog. Yeah. Um, but Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. That's kind of like Elmo missed with me. <laughs> Are all, all your impressions just different? I, a impressions. <laughs> I can do a I can do a decent Mickey Mouse that's kind of like on its own. Like, oh hey everybody, it's my Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that I feel like that's distinct enough from Elmo, but it's still like high pitched, uh, screechy sort of thing. I mean, if Robin and Keeve ever did their impression off, you should definitely. Well, do Will has Elmo. a good one of Carl Weezer, which blew me away the last. Week. I, I I really can can't say much more than Jimmy's mom. Do it, and, do it, do it. And, uh, Jimmy's mom. <laughs> I got to think about it a bit. <laughs> Are you gonna finish that croissant? <laughs> no, I mean, you don't do any impressions. Yeah, they're good. Right? Carl line. No, I don't do yeah, any. Uh, impression. No, that's a lie. You do a Zach Muhammad impression. Oh, yes. Hi, I'm Zach Muhammad. I read 30 basketball books in uh, a sitting. I haven't read... No, that's a lie. I read one book last year. And I've read some comic books over the, over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But, there you go. But they were all online. I did read a physical book. Um, and it was before she got canceled, so I feel like it's okay. I read the first Harry Potter book again. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like if I already own them, I can reread them, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I can understand. And then just like every time I reread it, like do something charitable for trans rights, right? I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know that I know enough to be able to, to, to speak on the moral implications of reading these books that we have already. I, I've seen a lot of like arguments of people saying like yeah. once, once she has published these books, they're no longer hers and we can still enjoy the, the content separated from that. There's also still a lot of problematic things about the book. Yeah, so did you see the recent stuff with uh, Katie Leung? Oh, I, I, yeah, I was just going to say that the, the case in point, the fact that the only Asian character in the book is named Cho Chang, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's Parvati or, and Padma Patel, and like during the Yule Ball scene, they wear like traditional Indian garb, and I'm like, they can just wear normal dresses too. Okay. Like, you don't have to highlight that. But can we just talk about the fact that there's a Parvati and a Yule Ball in the same book? And mm-hmm. where's, just, where's the Aussie? Where's the Aussie Harry, of it all? I want Harry I want Potter the, and the Harry Potter, Potter and the Potter's Islands of the Cook. <laughs> Once Harry Potter starts the OnlyFans, then we can oh, no. Cook oh no! Um, we're off. That was a cowboy from that season of Cook Islands, an icon. Oh. Clan Voodoo, y'all. Yeah. Game changer. 
and Candace and John, we love them. Uh, and Nate Gonzalez, bring him back for a second chance. I really like him. Um, Billy anyway. Garcia found love. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, who? Man, I wrote a who whole. Did you say, Navi? Billy Garcia found love. He did. Oh, on the show. Yeah. I don't know if he found yeah. love since. I wrote a whole ass wand off about Billy Garcia. Uh, only, only to find out that the the episode that they were doing the podcast about wasn't actually the the Billy Garcia episode. So it, uh, like no one ever no one ever heard this. I made a I made, like this was maybe the most uh, like time intensive wand off I ever made was this thing about Billy Garcia that was about the it? wrong episode. Oh yeah, I still got the file. I have a ton of wand offs that never went anywhere because they didn't ever you know, um there was one that I did a, a poser uh loser by Beck. I did that mm-hmm. uh, John Fincher showing up on Winners at War. Um Audrey and I did a few fun ones. Um Audrey and I rewrote this whole thing that Oh, I told Shannon about, and then Shannon was like, "Oh yeah, no, send that over, and we'll play it." And no disrespect to Shannon, because like obviously she's busy, she probably forgot. And then she like messaged me later, like two months later, she's like, "I completely forgot." And I'm like, "Don't even worry about it." But mm-hmm. we wrote this thing about Australian Survivor uh, when Luke came back, and then mm-hmm. later Luke got himself canceled, so I'm okay with it. Never. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, should we talk about feedback? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do let's, feedback. Let's actually talk about Phineas and Ferb for once. We should do yeah. a, we should do a brand steal. We should, we can like see if we can get Mike on. We mm. do a brand steal at one point. Mike, yeah. when, we, when I said we were doing the podcast, Mike Bloom was like, "Get fire up the rewatchinator." The, the, the giant baby it. head would would probably win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be amazing. So we do have some feedback from our boy Giovanni, number and... one Phineas and Ferb podcast stand. Yes. And their first email that they got here is uh, Buford being afraid of Susie takes away a lot of his bully points from me whenever I rewatch either episode. Um, what about you? Do you think this takes away from his bully points? Buford as Susie? I, I think it humanizes Buford as a character more. But I feel like it's a thing with a lot of shows that the bully always had their kryptonite. And for Buford, it's mm-hmm. Susie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, have you... I just had this thought just jump into my mind and I haven't time to process it so I'm just going to spit it out. Buford is the childhood version of multiversal the, what's the bully Francis from Fairly Odd Parents? Hmm. Okay bully? yeah they are they are like uh, similar uh, uh, chromatically color wise. Yeah. yeah. They both have a very like monochromatic black and gray palette to them yeah i don't know yeah i could see that well i i think uh all these cartoons are in the same multiverse that's my theory yeah buford buford i think is a lot more uh uh humanized a lot more um redeemable i think than uh than francis yeah. is yeah i think this is kind of the universe yeah i think this is the start of where buford becomes more than just being the bully you know because yeah. we often talk about how like he becomes a part of the crew, and I think this is the start of this, so to speak. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I love that both Buford and his soulmate Belgiet had good parts of this episode. <laughs> uh, okay. And Giovanni also asks, is Susie the most unlikable character in the Phineas and Ferb universe? Yes. Yes, she yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. I need to think. <laughs> Are there any that we have met? Um, like I'm assuming more than not one-time characters, right? 
Oh, uh, probably. I, so I, I think for sure Susie is She's up there. the true villain of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you could, you, like, of course, everyone says Doofenshmirtz is a villain. And, and to some extent, bullies are villains. You could think of Buford being a, a villain in the beginning of the show. Uh, but both of them are, are, they start off as a villain. And then we see more and more of them and their backstory and different like aspects of their personality that make them more redeemable. Uh, to where I, and I don't know if we ever get any redeemable version of Susie. But I got what three. I've seen, I got but what I have seen so far is she is the villain of the show. I got three people. So Susie's up there, one of the three. I also mm-hmm. have roller coaster episode Phineas only. She was pretty unlikable. <laughs> and then Roger Doofenshmirtz, another one of the villains of the show. Mm. Like, so I don't think I he's mean, on. He's on the same level as Susie, obviously. But yeah. like, I feel like we're supposed to really dislike Roger. Yeah, I, I, I need to know more about his politics to know if, if we should hate him. <laughs> oh, Roger's 100% out of Trump's brother. I'm sorry. Doofus <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, definitely, he's definitely a, a Biden guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also on Twitter, Giovanni asked us, what's the most embarrassing thing that scares you? Um, well, my, my number one blood. fear... My number one fear, uh, which is not terribly embarrassing, uh, is being stabbed. Uh, that is like more more than anything. I'm, I'm afraid of being stabbed. Like Just knife? anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, if I stab you with this phone charger. Well, here's here's <laughs> well the the thing is, here's why if if I were to ever be like attacked, uh, in a way that was like a a threat to my well being, I I think I would rather be shot than stabbed, because there's well, yeah, because then the, you'd either die faster or... Yeah, that's the thing about being stabbed, is it is it hurts for longer. It's um, more in it, too, because, like, the attacker is right up there in your face. Yeah. Also, the, the scene in 127 Hours when he cuts his arm off, that, that would be, oh. like, that took way too long. Yeah. I would just rather, like, if there was, like, a chainsaw or something, like, to get it off faster, like... <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll skip we'll skip that comment because Navi is uncomfortable. But uh, while Will thinks on other things, uh, Purge the Cowardly Dog, scary, very scary for me. <laughs> yeah, the the um, Return the Slab episode. I don't even want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but um, like all those creepy pasta stuff scare me. Um, Scooby Doo, I've discussed this on the Scooby Doo podcast. There are some moments that literally have me jump out of my seat because, like, the zombies when I was a kid. Um, there was a jump scare in Luck of the Irish that spooked me out and I was embarrassed mm-hmm. that I revealed that. Um, I don't like old white people sneakers. I don't know if <laughs> like new balances? <laughs> Those like old ugly ones that- Or like the shape ups. Like the, what? I don't, I don't-, I don't Air monarchs? They're, they're ugly and they're, yeah. Don't send those to me though, stress me out. Um, what mm-hmm. else? Um, my favorite Full House episode, which I will be talking about on Shit 90 Shows this week, um, uh, Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey are stuck in an aquarium, like they're under the sea, and <laughs> Uncle Joey's like, oh, three, sharks scare me. You know how some people are scared of uh, the dark? Some people are scared of eggs. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> don't tell Will, who's on Wombat Water, about eggs. Um, Navi, what scares you? What's something embarrassing that scares you before I keep exposing myself? Yeah, well, I mean, the number one thing that scares me is clowns. 
Ooh, good one. Also, good yeah. Answer, good answer. Yeah, I was also really scared of the Hamburglar too. Like, <laughs> I never had like a nightmare. <laughs> That's a good one. The Hamburglar. <laughs> I had a dream where the Hamburglar, like, and like, I was very young and I was, my dad was walking me to preschool. And so we're walking in this dream and all of a sudden uh, the Hamburglar shows up and kills like this uh, Victorian London mailman that we have like on our street. And he just murders him. And then me, my, my dad and I, decide to hide behind the car and even though the hamburglar can easily see us through the window it was a hot mess i every time we would go to um mcdonald's and there was like a hamburglar toy i'm like i don't want that one so yeah, yeah. hamburglar uh stuff and nightmares i feel like night. irrational fears are fun to discuss because you get weird ones like mike bloom being afraid of giant like adult babies and then akita <laughs> afraid of et <laughs> You don't get that if you don't ask the important questions in life. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Giovanni, for that question. Will, did you think of any others? Uh, not really. I'm not afraid of bananas, but I can't what? eat bananas. Okay. So this episode must have stressed you out with all the banana phones. Yeah. No. Well, not really. It's it's more. Is there like a reason? This, Is it allergies? Yeah, the, uh, I used to tell people it was allergies. Uh, so so when I was a child. I I I feel like I tell this story on like every podcast I've ever been on, but I don't know if I've told this story yet here. You have not. Uh, so so when I was a child, was watching was watching Blues Clues like like any child in in 1999 would. Uh, and and you know in between like Nick Jr. episodes, they'd have this this face come on the screen, and his face his name was Face. He was just a face that took up the screen. Uh, and Face was eating a peanut butter and jelly, or sorry, peanut butter and banana sandwich. Um, and he, you know, looked like he was really enjoying himself. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to be like the character on the TV. So I was like, I, I really want a, a peanut butter and banana sandwich. I asked my mom to make me a peanut butter and banana sandwich because I was, you know, three or four years old. Uh, so I was like incapable of making my own sandwich. Uh, so my, my mom makes me this peanut butter and banana sandwich. I eat the sandwich. It's great. Love it. Uh, I kind of want another one. I'm still hungry. I want a second sandwich. Uh, but my mom is no longer around. So I, I decide, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a big kid. I'm going to make my own sandwich. Uh, so, so I know where the bread is. There's still some like little sliced up bananas on the plate. I can't find the peanut butter. Uh, so I, I use, you know, the next best thing in my, in my toddler brain. Soap. Not soap. Uh, but long story short, I ate a ketchup and banana sandwich, <laughs> and and twenty plus years later, I can't even like be around a banana without wanting to to gag. Like the smell of bananas, can't do it because of the. What about ketchup? You eat ketchup fine. Ketchup's fine. Wow, bananas this is some banana fine. hatred. Like you blamed the banana entirely for this experience, when the ketchup was the big problem here. I it's an am- it's an involuntary reaction at this point. I am not very thrilled for the bananas in your life because that is hateful. And I'm going to tell Yosef to yeet that banana off to the moon with mm-hmm. you ever seen you because <laughs> this is banana slander and I'm not here for it. So the thing is, artificially flavored banana stuff, totally fine. But you like the banana I, with I, the peanut I, butter. Banana Laffy Taffy, love it. 
banana, banana runts, butter. love it. Uh, any regular banana, can't do it. What if it's like banana, banana bread? And- the cereal. Uh, I my my roommate made banana pancakes a couple weeks ago, and I tried to see if I could take a bite of it. Couldn't even keep it down. So you only like artificial banana, not yes. actual. Banana. Yes. Well, you know what I say to all this. This shit is bananas, B A N A N. I'm very offended for the bananas in your life. Um, There's not many of them. Not anymore. You like the banana with the peanut butter. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. I, it's it's not a choice. Bananas? It's not a choice. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I, I yeah. I, I he used to like wave a banana in my face just to like. Now, how do you feel about Brett Michaels? Brett Michael. Oh, the the banana. Spoiler alert. Um, Wait. Speaking of, did you watch last week's episode yet? I did. I did see spoilers. Spoilers for the Mass Singer, <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog was inside of a costume. I don't know if they heard it on the podcast, but you said Nathan texted you, and then I went to go look it up, and I was like, I I don't know if I reacted, if I muted myself. I was like, no fucking way! Like I was dying, and I texted him live on air. I was like, Nathan, what the fuck? It's wild. It's wild. Um. Yeah. Thank you for Giovanni for inspiring all these discussions, and please love your bananas as much as you love us. Is it rankings time? Yes. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to touch on before we get into rankings. So Heinz Doofenshmirtz's uh, Twitter account at The Real Doof finally tweeted at us (gasps) saying, why? I guess I have to be on this thing the kids are doing these days called a podcast. So lame. Doesn't sound evil at all. Should have called it the podinator. Wait, I'm going to our, did this just happen? It was like it yesterday. It happened like yesterday, I believe. Was but yeah, we finally got a response after like two months. Did Twitter change everything? Why do I have like black follow buttons instead of blue ones? I don't know. Night mode, maybe. I don't think about night mode. Uh, I yield my time, followed us. Where's, where is it? I can't find it. Oh, there we go. What? what? OMG. Ah, yeah. yeah, there you go. We get, we got, we got some uh, engagement on the social meds, as they call it. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to ever respond to our, um, our Instagram DM. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe it's not the same person. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so let's let's get into some rankings here. We don't have we don't have a backstory to rank this week. We don't have an and by I mean to talk about this week. We don't have a fireside girl badge. But they did come in clutch. Uh, they did. They really did. They saved. They saved Phineas from from uh, imminent peril. Uh, let's start with the Inator rankings. Uh, where do we have the Descent Evaporator? Um, it's in my top for sure, just by name alone. Um, trying to decide if it goes higher or lower than Freezenator because I think the Freezenator storyline was better, but I think just based on name branding, even though it was just by like. It wasn't like a normal bomb because if it went off, it like just everything disappeared around it and it was very smooth. But I just love the name. Disintivapinator. Disintivaporator. <laughs> yes. I can't it's not actually it. an innator. It's an orator. For I don't know if, I, that, I don't know if that changes the calculus at all. Yeah. 
I have it at number 10. This is number what? 10 for me. I, 10. I, uh, Sorry, it's, that was it's like, uh, it's like, so the, the Doof storyline was, was not terribly compelling to me. Um, you know, I like hearing about Kevin, but the rest of it was like, he wasn't even really doing anything that bad worth stopping. Like he, he was using this descent evaporator to clean up the island hideout. Like why, why did that need to be stopped in any way? I don't know. Um, but, but it's like, it's just a bomb. It's just a different kind no, but of instead bomb. Of blowing up, it like shrunk everything down to, yeah. the, to the negative zone or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, not much different from a bomb to me. So um, I have it at number ten, in between the voiceinator and the and the slaveinator. I think I think you sold me to lower it, but I'm not gonna put it that low. I think I'm gonna put it under. I'm gonna put it at seven instead. Yeah, that was a high drop, but I put it between the woodinator and the age accelerator which is at six because the name does bother me after you mentioned that. Um, Nobby, what do you have this one? Still number one. I have it at number 12 between Magnetism, Magnifier, and the Woodinator. Uh, as Will mentioned, like, it's just like whatever. And we didn't even get to really see it in action at all, at least with the other Innators above it and even below it. At least we get to see them in action. We just uh-huh. kind of heard about the Instant Evaporator. I will say the name is uh, A1+, Plus, even though it doesn't have an Innator on uh-huh. it. Imagine if they called it the Instant Evaporator Innator um but yeah that's about it for me is i think we've covered this but the doof back the doof and schmertz perry the platypus uh, storyline was not great this episode yeah. uh so let's go to the songs we have two songs to add this week uh there were three songs in the episode but one of them that's is already in, in our rankings um mm-hmm. why am i getting so many notifications on discord why you know <laughs> probably it, it's just like the noise is, is happening in my ear. So Bump. you can cut me stammering. Yeah, can I just explain? Or you can leave so it in. I, I have shred up Tim's uh, Yoshi right now in the Warrior Casino. Uh-huh. I literally went from like 200 coins to 650. And then at one point I swapped with Latanya. So I went down to 70 and she is now 615 or whatever I have. Yeah, how do, how do so many people get into the thousands recently? How did this happen? Well, okay, I don't know if this is what happened, but I did tell Corey B uh, last Monday that he should try to get Josh Wigler like 2K coins somehow and rig it for him for his birthday. I don't know if he ended mm-hmm. up doing that, but looking at Josh Wigler's coin tag right now, maybe he did do that. Who not? Maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe Corey B just... Is bored. He's auto putting things in. No, but he has two kids and a job, so maybe he's not bored. He got slimed. This Cor- Corby, yeah, recently on the on the Kids Choice Awards. Uh, That's cool. I always wanted to be slime, but I always wanted to be like the cool slime, like the either bungee jump into the slime or take a water slide mm-hmm. down to the slide. I didn't want to like no for the score. And you can even okay, secrets, everyone. Corby really did not get slimed. It was just a video of Corby that they put slime graphics on. Which hurt my heart when he told me the truth, <laughs> but I'm, I hope he gets to be slimed one day. I'm pretty sure he got slimed. I don't know if it counts. <laughs> no, I think it counts. Okay, we're gonna. Twi- I think when you listen I think to the podcast, I think his shower would say it counts. What? Well, I mean, you know, whatever he had to use to clean the slime off of himself. No, I thought I think he. It was just they put a photo of him. No, video of his son pouring his head. Oh, 
Now he got slime slime. Did they send him the slime? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I thought I thought he just like he was like they sent they he sent a video like a gift form and then they like edited in the slime. Never mind. So Corey, B, just tweet at us and tag Corey B if you get to this part of the podcast and just say slime. Justice for Corey. Slime, slime just evaporated. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, song rankings time. So we got we have three songs. One of them is already in the list. Yeah, sorry. Because uh, I, I didn't think we did the activities, right? Uh, no, we did. I'm just jumping around. Oh, okay. we, we do episodes last. Yeah, but other, okay. other than that, I don't have a... No, okay. I was like, wait, did we skip? I thought I could, I could do songs with episodes for a second. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, we, we still got that to go. My bad. I'm a little um, bit today. I apologize. So we got, we got, we got three songs. Uh, one of them is already in the list, the Perry the Platypus full theme song. Uh, mm-hmm. We have two extra songs to add, the the It's Candace song and the One Good Scare ought to do it song. Uh, so let's maybe start with the It's Candace song. That's the first song that came up. Navi, where do you have this song? I have this at number 16 between He's a Bully and Candace's song. It was just, it was fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that one line that just kind of went on that was really funny. But other than that, it was fine. I don't uh-huh. think it's like super iconic to the show or uh, informed a whole lot. It was just a nice transition from her bike from home to Jeremy's house. That is all. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree pretty close. Felipe, what do you have? I put this in my last position at 20, just under She's Candace, because I, I, don't, I don't remember the song already. I watched this episode today, and I feel like the She's Candace had better lyrics. Mm-hmm. like we talked about at the time like the rhyming dictionary that they had to use like i just remember that even though um but like just because it's unmemorable and i probably i did not remember this was a song i won't remember it next week that it was a song yeah i i similarly this this song um this was this was kind of a nothing song for me um but w- what it actually what what it actually did for me was make me realize that so previously I had the She's Candace dream song. It's my bottom song. Mm-hmm. Um, but this hearing this song and ha- having a title so similar to this song, It's Candace versus the other one, She's Candace, made me realize that this song is not as good as She's Candace, but it, I think it's better than Go Phineas Go. Uh, so I, it made me actually move She's Candace out of my bottom spot. So She's Candace is now in 16th, followed by Shimmy G. Emmy in 17th. This song, it's Candace in 18th, and then my last place is Go Phineas Go in 19th. See, Go Phineas Go is too low on your list. Uh, we, I will get to it, but I almost put Go Phineas Go above the One Good Scare of Do It. But oh, then, really? I, I did not end up doing that, but do we I, have any... I just remember that song. Mm-hmm. Like, the chorus, at least. With a lot of these, I don't remember. It's only chorus. It's, yes. it's just the, the words Go Phineas Go, Go Phineas. That's it. Okay. Yeah, but it's only chorus. Bigfoot song. I don't remember. He's a bully. And keep in mind, I listened to these multiple times in the editing, so mm-hmm. I, I can drop them in. Like I mm-hmm. still can't remember some of these. Um, but should we just go to the next song so I can just review? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is there any any change in the pair of the platypus full theme song? I I left it where it was. I didn't I didn't move it. Yeah, I still have a above theme song between my nemesis. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I still have it at number two for me. Did I already tell the listeners that I texted you multiple times this week? saying that the quirky worky song was stuck in my head and it still is like maybe we need to you, add you that did now you told them now yeah we might need to <laughs> add that at a later date because if it's going to keep getting in my head like this then we're going to have issues <laughs> but um in terms of where one good scare ought to do it i put it at 15 
It's not a bad song. Uh, I just think Backyard Beach and everything above it is more memorable. Maybe I put Shimmy Jimmy too high, honestly, which I have at 11. At the end of the season, we're going to go back and revisit everything, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah. right now I have one good scare out to do it. Right under Backyard Beach, above Go Phineas Go. I think it's the... Like, I remember the visuals, but I don't really remember the, the chorus that much coming into this. And then just in terms of memorability, I can remember the Backyard Beach. I can't really remember one good scare to do it besides, like, the uh-huh. famous spooky monologue parts. Um, Navi, what do you have? Two of you. So I have uh, one good scare to do at number 12. It's right underneath the theme song and above he's Bigfoot. I can easily be talked into putting it lower, but I just kind of put it there now because the theme song is sort of like the baseline for me. And uh-huh. then anything below it is like below average. And so it's below average and therefore it's at number 12. Mm-hmm. I think I might, I I guess I might be the highest one on this song then. I think as as we go forward, whenever we're we're getting into more and more songs that I don't like specifically remember watching or even especially in episodes i haven't seen uh i maybe got a factor like memorability from years ago a little bit less into it mm-hmm. uh, and more just like how much do i remember it from this rewatch uh so th- this is number eight for me i i really like this song this this it, like it hits the vibe of the actual haunted mansion song from from the the actual haunted mansion um, I, I really enjoyed this song. So I have a, a number eight in between Swinter and uh, When We Didn't Get Along. I might, I might could move it a couple spots down, maybe put it below In the Mall. Uh, but I, I enjoyed this song. Quite How a bit. dare you? In the mall, riding up and down the escalators. In the in the mall. Uh, okay, so now we have the I Know What We're Gonna Do Today rankings. Uh, what do we have? Okay. The, I, the haunted house itself, where where is that ranking? So just a quick, we didn't even discuss this. How do you feel about haunted houses? I know we talked about Will and how he likes campy horror, but he doesn't like uh, gore horror. But how do we feel about haunted houses in general? Uh, in, anything where I'm being paid to be scared, uh, I don't like it. When you're being paid to be scared? Or yeah, or, sorry, sorry. Yeah. If I'm paying someone to scare me, don't like it. No, absolutely not. But I don't think that the Haunted Mansion is that. The Haunted Mansion at Disneyland? Disneyland? Yeah. Uh, or, or, or both. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that ride is, is like a fun horror. Yeah. In the same way, I think this Haunted House is like a fun horror. Where, where it's not a, a Haunted House that has like, like people dressed as... as you know, zombies or people with fake chainsaws or anything like yeah. that. Th- this, I think, I would have a, a very fun time with. Navi? So I've never been to a haunted house. And, like, I think I'm, like, past that age where I'm, like, really interested in doing it. But that being mm-hmm. said, the haunted house that we were presented here seemed very fun. Uh, there was a roller coaster in there, kind of a roller coaster adjacent type thing. I was not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as for my ranking itself, I put it at number six between Swinter and Race Car. I think it would be fun to like create your own haunted house and plan it out and decide what sort of scares to have it in there. So, uh, those are my thoughts on a haunted house. But what about you guys? So, uh, in terms of 
creating the haunted house. I didn't think of it from that perspective. I think that would be more fun than um, actually going to the haunted house. Like Will said, pain to get scared is not something that interests me that much. That said, I will say, despite it being a total ripoff, I went to Six Flags a few years ago with some friends. Um, mm-hmm. It was two and a half years ago for Halloween. First time ever going to Six Flags. We went, not only did we have to pay the park entrance fee, but then they had like a $40 fee to go to the haunted houses, the five haunted houses. And we only oh, ended no. up going to three. So I went to, um, we went on one ride and then three haunted houses. And we were there for like six, seven hours plus parking and what? everything. So it was like outrageous price. But I will say going to haunted houses with friends are, when we're our age is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That said, if you're in a haunted house, do not touch people. Because if you ever touch me, I will kick you. <laughs> because i get scared like that so just like don't touch people i almost got touched one time and i was like back up you're gonna get kicked if you try to touch me um and then i went to the they had a walking dead attraction at universal la the same day that i lost my debit card in the bank <laughs> um which i got back the next day i don't know if i ever told the resolution of the story um i froze it and i got it back the next day but um we went and it was me and my aunt and my aunt's friend. And that was fun. Like, it's fun for, like, a few seconds. But, again, if they try to touch me, hands will be thrown. <laughs> don't touch Don't <laughs> touch people. Like, keep your distance. Because uh, going with, like, other people are kind of fun, especially when you go in a group. But uh, I, I don't like being paying to get scared. That When I went to Six Flags, that was annoying. That said, I originally put Haunted House at 14 in between Mount Rushmore and Thumbwar. Because I think I'd rather go to pay to see Mount Rushmore than pay to get scared. But maybe uh-huh. from designing the haunted house, I might move it up. Will, you can talk for a second. Yeah, talk. so so I, the way I thought of this, especially because their, their haunted house felt like an amusement park ride. Um, so so I, I knew I had to put it, you know, pretty close to Roller Coaster, which is you know, very obviously an amusement park ride. Uh, so, so comparing those to, the, to each other, my my favorite amusement park rides are the ones that have the most uh, theming to them, like the the rides that tell the best story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, uh, well, this this was not just like a boring walk through a story ride. This was like it had a story, but it also had you know the the roller coaster to it. Uh, so I, I put this just above roller coaster. This is number six for me. So in, in between uh, roller coaster right below it, Swinter right above it, I have this number six. Yeah, I I just was looking at my thing. And I think with everything you said, I made a few adjustments as well just now. Um, so first things first, let me just bump up. Well, okay. I put Haunted House now at 10. Originally okay. I had it at... 14, I think, is where I had it. Um, everything in the top stays the same. I put this, like you said, it has to be near roller coaster, but I put roller coaster higher because I'd rather ride the roller coaster than ride the haunted house thing. Uh-huh. Um, race car, I'd rather be a race car driver and drive cars like that. Um, and then circus, I wouldn't rather put the circus on, but I was involved with the circus. I do love attention in that way, and I could be like the mm-hmm. ringleader. Um, so with Haunted House, maybe like being in terms of the story of it, but I don't, I would, don't go on any rides that I design like the engineering stuff for because the ride will break and you will not <laughs> enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I ended up putting it. And obviously, like we said, at the end of the season, we could even do like a mid-season check-in 
maybe i don't know maybe that we can do it at the end of the season yeah but i just feel like we need to like consolidate everything and maybe do some moving we'll see later on Mm -hmm. uh so last thing our our episode rankings uh we only have one episode this week where are we placing one good scare ought to do it season one episode nine i need to think on this for a second navi what do you have um, yeah, so I have it at number nine between roller coaster and get that Bigfoot out of my face. It's a, it's a, it's a decent episode, like replacement level episode, I guess. Like I wasn't like mm-hmm. super wowed by it, um, by any means, but I don't think it's like the worst thing ever. I just feel pretty indifferent to it. Um, in terms of memorability, the only thing I remember from this episode from back when I first watched it as a kid, the only thing I remember was the Susie parts. And anytime uh-huh. Susie was in her interacting with Candace. So I, I just, it doesn't hold like a whole lot for me. And like, I'm not saying, it, like I said, it's not a bad episode by any means, but I just, it's just fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I agree. It's very replacement level. That's why I had it at, we have done 16 episodes total right now. And I have it at eight, right in the middle. It's top half. I was between the two, I it put in the Jerk de Soleil and the Magnificent Few. That's what it's in between. And mm-hmm. I consider putting the Magnificent Few over it, but I feel like as a whole, I think I enjoyed the Doofenshmirtz stuff more than this. I enjoyed the Candace stuff more than the Magnificent Few storylines. Um, this one also had more time to use that, but I think I enjoyed the voiceinator more than I enjoyed the Doofenshmirtz looking for his keys mm-hmm. um, plot. And that's why I put Jerk to Soleil above, but I, I could be convinced um, yeah, I, I, I also, I, I started, I had this at number like four before we started recording. And then the more we talked about it, the more I've moved it down. So it's at least down to seven on my list now. But uh, I, I could easily, I, I really like the Phineas and Ferb storyline in this episode. Yeah. Can I, I really don't like the Doofenshmirtz storyline. Do you, do I, for me, I just go by feelings and how I feel when I look at the chart. Do you two do like pre-rankings, like grading, like the Doofenshmirtz storyline, that's a five out of 10. The, the Phineas and Ferb, that's an eight out of 10. Candace, that's like a six or like, and then average that out. Or do you just like go by feelings as well? That'd be a smart way to do it. But yeah, I, I usually- Oh, just I don't want to add more work for anyone. But I just was like trying to think, do, <laughs> I wonder if I'm the weirdo who doesn't like have a systematic reason for ranking things. No, I do the same thing. Yeah. Navi, how about you? I just go off of like how I the thoughts on my the episode itself like how does it come together overall how does uh what do I think about it afterwards does it make me feel anything and in the case of this episode it didn't really make me feel anything so it's mm-hmm. pretty replacement level yeah I can, I I will say I I think more often uh good individual details can move an episode up more mm-hmm. than bad individual storylines can move them down for me that that said this Doofenshmirtz storyline moved it down a few spaces for me and yeah i i could even maybe move this below and so the the two i have right below this are raging bully and get that big foot out of my face i could easily see this moving down below those two as well yeah um i was surprised at how high on. bigfoot was on mine oh it's because of the the Sandra O Doofenshmirtz date. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 blind date stuff is is really good. That's the thing. That's as high as it is because of that Doofenshmirtz yeah. storyline. There you go. That's it. That's the that's the rankings for the week. Yep. Um. So, any final thoughts on this episode and 
What are we doing next week if we don't next have week, any final thoughts? Uh, next week, I believe, is when, when uh, Jay is joining us. Yes. Uh, to Jay talk needs... about the, the Tim Curry episode, A Hard Day's Night, and also iBrobot. Jay is a Twitter legend. We love them so much. Also, a prominent cat dad to Vinny. Follow both their accounts on Twitter. Um, Jay is Jay Manji, I believe, on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, and then Vinny, Vin, what's Vinny's handle? I know I follow them both. Mm, I'm not sure. Follow them both, and Jay will plug everything next week. Um, anyways, who wants to go first in our plug this week? Uh, no, sure. I, I guess I could go. So so before I forget to plug it, you can follow me anywhere on, on social media at Davis comma Will. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my other podcast, Everyone and Their Brother, this, this past week, we just released an episode where we made our own streaming service. Uh, yeah, that was a fun episode. With all the, all the content that we would put on our own streaming service. It was Davis really fun Plus. to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm going to be on an upcoming episode of Wombat Water. Uh, so be on the lookout in the in the Wombat yeah. Water feed. Yeah. It was a really fun episode. It, it was it was sort of a, I might a also reunion be on that for ten seconds. I don't it know was if a, doing my thing, but I, I submitted something that they asked for. It was a a reunion of our our big alliance from from the uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, the Animal Crossing Survivor <laughs> Survivor Wombat Crossing. That's what it was called. Uh, but but with uh, Isabel Bourgeois and JD McGuire, uh, and then and then uh, Corby and and Tori were also on this episode. Very fun. Uh, we're uh, so be on the lookout for that in your in your feed. Iconic. And then what about pop culture wise? What's something that you want to play? Um, I haven't been doing um, watching a whole lot recently. Only um, Ink Master. I I've been putting ink. Years? Oh, absolutely not! I'm afraid of being stabbed. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so I, 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 it's the show that I've been putting on the TV while I do other work. Uh, I, I enjoy like watching people create art, but I, I could not myself do it. Stay tuned for next year when Will has a face tattoo. Okay, <laughs> the platypus. Um, yeah. What about you, Navi? What's going on with you? So you can follow me on Twitter and Clubhouse. I, I'm loving the Clubhouse. I don't know if it's just because like- Navi took I a week and a half on. to get on there after I sent her the info. But once she got there, she was going in hot with Chappelle. Yeah, I don't know if it's just, just because like a lot of the people I would want to be in rooms with are already on uh, Clubhouse to begin with. But I've been like obsessed. Like I listened in on the Clubhouse rooms like you while I'm at- You were co-moderating the Price is Right room yesterday somehow? Yeah, somehow. Mm-hmm. uh isabel asked me because she wasn't sure if all the contestants could make it so she reached out to me and mjc who's a future guest for this podcast i believe yeah, is yeah. he yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's week after next yeah so she reached out to us and we like hey you want to uh, moderate this thing i'm like okay sure turns out i didn't really need to moderate a whole ton i just asked a couple of questions and then just sat back but it was a fun time were you there in the one today that I like was there in the moderate in the upstairs area of Clubhouse where uh, people in like were like we're getting really dark. Can we change the topic? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. I, I I got uh, the Facebook message and I'm like, ooh, I should check this out. And then I listened in. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a, a very heavy for like two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell Bo what we were talking about offline, but uh yeah, and then pop culture wise, also 
How dare you be mean to my friend Navi and not plug her community building episode? I know it's a week old, but still timeless as always. But you were great. Yeah. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. Um, Also, uh, I'll be recording this tomorrow. But uh, speaking of Nathan for you, I'll be on Nathan for us covering uh, the season two premiere. the mechanic, uh, mechanic and ghost realtor, which is like the ghost realtor ep- part of the episode is like my personal favorite segment of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever I'm recommending the show, I always like direct them to that episode to like get them into it because I think it's just the best introduction. Felipe, I, I think you haven't watched Nathan for you, um, no, it's on but in list. the very least, watch this episode. It's uh-huh. hilarious. No, I'm going to watch and listen good. to the episode as well. Um, we love Kelly and Megan, not the other way around. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, I'll be recording that tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be out sometime next week. So keep an eye out on that. Um, as for pop culture plugs, I mean, I'm knee deep in Big Brother Canada. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm an episode behind, but holy hell this week. Yeah, this week was nuts. It was great. How, uh, how's your stocks first- doing, everybody? Uh, I mean, I went all in on Kyle last week and he hasn't moved. He literally stood still. <laughs> yeah, he stood still. So I don't know if I should yeah. like take my money and put it elsewhere or what. I, I was thinking about initially doing Tyshawn, but I don't think Tyshawn is as good as we all thought he was. I thought he was going to be the Corey Calfiore of this season and like that did not work out. So I put all my money on Jed and then I put my leftover $4 on Tara. And I was like, maybe I should have put, I was like, there was part of me that wanted to put all of it on Tara because in the past, I always go low on the first week. Mm-hmm. And then usually that doesn't work out for me. So I'm like, I'm just going to buy high and hopefully consistent. But then this season, people decided to play. And I'm like, well, fuck my drag, right? With the stocks. So um, I know. I'm either going to go all in on Tashawn again, uh, this not again, this week, or, or go all in on Jensen again. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll change my mind by tomorrow, but that's what I'm thinking right now um i'm a week behind i'm an episode behind on the show and then mm-hmm. obviously another one airs tonight so i'll probably binge them both tomorrow or by friday um just it's like if if big brother was on sundays instead of mondays i feel like it would be easier to keep up on for whatever yeah yeah i agree but it's a good that. season you, yeah it's a great season about victoria did you want to say oh no i'm just saying that victoria is like one of the best casting choices ever she's great yeah, she's in my draft. Um, I'm very happy with her. Yeah, um, she's in my draft too. I think I picked her like second overall. So I and had yeah, she's not a great player, but seven and eight, and I'm very happy with that. I just wish she got more points for winning that challenge in the first night, but mm-hmm. um, I just went with like who stood out to me, especially because I had like low numbers and I didn't do any preseason stuff, and I knew Kirsten was friends with Braden, so I'm like, I'll take him, and then I'll take Victoria because she seems fun and like I would stand her, and I absolutely love her. Um, How's Nathan liking Big Brother Canada? Will I think he's enjoying it. He hasn't he hasn't uh, texted me anything he's mad about yet. Next week <laughs> I'll I will will request the Nathan update. Um, so is that your pop culture plug, Navi? Um, yeah, I've been playing a lot, or I've been watching a lot of Dawson's Creek because of shit ninety shows taught me. I, have, uh, I, I hate... submitted the song for the the theme song for uh, the TV theme bracket. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I filled that out too. I forgot which theme songs I filled it out twice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do any of the Gen Z stuff because I, I will plug my thing in a second, but there's a reason why mm-hmm. I was like, no, you keep your hands off of that. If you didn't want my idea in the past, you don't get them now. 
Yeah, exactly. And I've also been, uh, I started playing Final Fantasy VIII because of the Final Fantasy podcast on Post Show Recaps. They're going to move on to Final Fantasy VIII with Josh and Brooklyn Zed. Um, I've been playing along with that. And I finally picked up Bravely Default 2. So I'll be playing through that as well. And those are my Like your go-to platform? Oh, Switch, 100%. Okay, just checking. And Will as well? I have Mario Kart on the Switch. And then my brother, like, now that... So my brother goes to the same boarding school I went to. So yeah. he was there this last semester because he's a senior, and they made a little bubble for the seniors. But so I had to switch all to myself, and now I don't. <laughs> like, it's annoying, but I was only playing. We need to. I'm excited for Fall Guys, though. I want to play that. Yeah, Fall Guys is coming on. Fall Guys is super fun. Okay, brag it in my face. <laughs> okay. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was playing a lot of Uncharted Two on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And then mm. I got to the same level I got to last time. And then I just got bored because I started over. I was like, I'm going to start over. And I got to the same exact level. And then by that time, I was burned out. And I just like need to pick it up at like an earlier level or something next time. But I need to play through the Uncharted games. I'm excited for the movie. Except I still think, even though I'm obsessed with Tom Holland, love that actor. But I think it's a weird choice for him to be the, the lead. Yeah. Well, this is like Nathan Drake before he's Nathan Drake in like the games proper, right? It's like technically a prequel. Okay, maybe it is. That I think so, yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't hate it as much, but um I'll watch it first before I decide. True. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, in terms of me, you can follow my main Twitter at what the fleep. Uh you can listen to what you're doing, follow us at what you're doing pod on Twitter, and you can send in emails like Giovanni, shout out to our our biggest stand, uh at what you doing pod at gmail.com. And we're still working on the Apple Podcast stuff. Don't don't hate us. We're working on it. Um, hate uh, Tim we, Cook. What? Don't hate us. Hate Tim Cook. Okay, thank you. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Brazilian Dragon News. We got through today. We got we hit one k total listens. Yay! Oh, um, exciting. Forty six podcasts, almost a year of work, but I'm so happy. Like it's a small milestone, but we finally hit that. Um, you can subscribe in five stars there as well. Uh, and speaking of the Brazilian dragon, happy St. Patrick's Day is when we're recording this. Uh, so we did a Luck of the Irish pod with myself, Jordy Cannell of the uh, Bullpen Cart podcast, Emily Anderson of the Gastro Blues podcast, and Jason Curtis Rivera, who is also a future guest on this podcast, as well as from the IKYDK podcast. Um, so that should be in your feeds. We also have a Star Wars podcast coming on Friday, myself and Jacob Redman. We get together. We're doing brackets in the Post Show Recaps Discord. And Jacob was like, I have this wild idea for our Star Wars bracket. And he's like, okay. And I was like, let's just get on the phone and talk about it because we spent an hour texting each other about the Marvel bracket that we did. He's like, mm-hmm. we can make this a podcast. We cannot. And then I edited it into a podcast. Um, even though a lot of it is just us typing and talking. So it might not be the most scintillating what's the word i'm looking for it might not be the most, yeah it might not be the most dynamic podcast you've ever listened to but it's a fun star wars discussion we get in a few fights um mm-hmm. always fun when people get into fights on podcasts yes uh i i feel like i mentioned this i feel like jacob is the timmy to my not timmy jacob is the tommy to my billy from wandavision i feel like <laughs> he's definitely like he's definitely more in the tommy camp i feel like than i am but and then also, if you haven't listened to our announcement, Kate is stepping away from the podcast. She's got a job at HBO. Mm-hmm. She's going to be working on Barry, the Bill Hader show. So Jacob is going to be taking her spot, and we're going to be talking about Monster of Mexico. 
And Navi and Will will be on the podcast in a few weeks talking about Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. Monsters um, Unleashed. I'm very excited for that. Also, I think I actually have that DVD that I I got from someone else who forgot it on a bus. Love Long that. story. Well, well, I'll talk about it then. Yes, and then also we'll have um, episode 50 of the Brazilian Dragons coming soon, and I mentioned earlier, TikTok Nicole, myself, and Jacob, the Legion of Doof from the Big Brother podcast. We're back, mm-hmm. and we're doing a Gen Z theme song bracket. So Yay! start sending in ideas, and I have some people behind the scenes who I want to reach out to to help me with the seedings once I have the whole list of 64 ready to go. Yeah. 64? Um, oh, that's a big bracket. I want to do, like, two parts, like, uh, uh, like, do the left side and then do the right side mm. but like i'm gonna i'm gonna cut clips to make it shorter then uh that's my goal i want to do 64 we'll see if jacob and nicole are down for that bullshit i think the, the 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 biggest bracket i've ever done on a podcast was 16 and i think we we even turned that into two weeks yeah but well, uh, back in, back in the day like a very long time ago when there were 17 pixar movies i did a bracket of all of the yeah, well movies. i can send you to the pixar bracket but, uh, that i came up with okay social recaps discord and then also the marvel movies one the marvel characters one um and then the star wars one when that gets published um in terms of pop culture uh falcon and the winter soldier is coming out i'm very excited yeah. about that assembled was a cool little documentary on wandavision uh i forgot to plug plug zuko alone is still timely because that was the last episode they dropped i think so yeah so that yeah, they just dropped an episode today actually oh, never mind it's not the last episode they drop but you can still listen to it <laughs> um pop culture plugs i'm watching sensate because that's the homework i assigned for the screening club in post show recaps the discord so i'm watching that for the mm-hmm. first time and i'm enjoying it uh so if anyone has sensate takes feel free to tweet me i'm only on episode four no spoilers um mm-hmm. but has naveen andrews big fan of him um i really like the cast so far um otherwise you can find me on at What the Fleep, and I'm on Clubhouse as well with Navi. Not with Will yet, but we can like FaceTime I, him in. I, I, I'm a, a filthy Android casual. <laughs> yeah. But any final thoughts, friends, before Will's class? And I'm good. See y'all next week. Yes. Yeah, Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Oh, we've got plenty. If you're up for it. Come, let's tiptoe into the dark. One good scare out of Juliet. You'll find our bite much worse than our bark. One good scare ought to do you some good. If you should find the daily grind, a tab it taps in on the mind to help unwind. If so inclined, I have a small suggestion that if you dare into my lair, you should prepare for quite a scare. But will you share in this nightmare? Would be my only question. I say, Belgique. Oh, I am not Belgique. I am the scariest thing known to man. A failed math test. Yeah, right. We're just gonna move on now. You can run, but it won't be to the college of your choice, I tell you. If your hair lies like a tan limb, one good scare out of two. Come with me now, don't be a wimp. One little scare ought to do you some good. Hello, Buford? Behold, the face of evil. Buford, are you supposed to be Jeremy's little sister? You said you are going to be something scary. She is scary, man. She gives me the willies. Little Susie Johnson gives you the willies. You don't know, man. You don't know. Uh... 
We'll catch up with you later, okay? Watch me the horror. Watch me the horror. That is quite right, I would delight in taking flight into the night. If I may give you such a fright, you know I surely would. But if I seem a bit extreme in my attempts to make you scream, remember that the spooky scheme will kill your hiccups for good. One little scare ought to do you some good. <laughs>